Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome, and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat, and stay tuned for the introduction right here now, live in the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned. Let's meet our guest live in the breakout room. He's the man of the moment, Steve Bors, author and speaker. Steve has been a teacher and a coach for the past 25 years. He's also written a book entitled How to Beat Stalin, Hitler and the Southern State Power. Steve is a man of very strong family values. He shares with us, in his own words, the following. It is a motivational story about how in my darkest time, my mother, family history, and football helped me to bring me back from the abyss and have a happy and successful life. I wrote it to help people who are struggling in these very chaotic times. The goal is that the story shared will give me hope for a better tomorrow. I want to pay back all the people who helped me. Yes, indeed. So, my people, let's welcome our featured guest live in the breakout room, the man, Steve Wall. And we are live in the breakout room. This is Andy, your host, your friend, and your partner in health, happiness, and prosperity. Our guest, Steve Voss. How are you, Steve? Hi, doing great. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to have you, my friend, indeed. Uh, we want to kick off things, but before we get into our conversation, uh, just was asking you about Tom Brady. Um, I, I'm sure by now you would have heard that he had made another uh, statement that he was going to be coming back uh, as the quarterback for Tampa. After right. he had said before, he was done. That was it. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, you know, it's uh, as long as it's okay with with him and his with his family, and they're they're all happy and and supportive, and he's healthy enough. You know, God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure the rest of the NFL cringed a little bit, and uh, everybody's chance of winning just decreased a, a, a few percentage points. But uh, yeah, if he's because... healthy and he's happy, and his and his wife and children are on board, uh -huh. Godspeed, absolutely, go get him. Okay. Okay. I hear you. All right. Tell us something, Steve. Before you were a teenager and you truly became aware of yourself as an individual and stuff, what was it like back then before you as a young man growing up with your family and stuff? What was it like for you? What was the experience like? Uh, grow growing up was uh, very difficult for me. Um, when I was about five years old, um, we were living out on Long Island. We had moved out from the Bronx, New York. Um, 
to try to have the uh, you know the idyllic life, you know the the suburbs with the quarter yeah. acre house and the white picket fence. Uh huh. And that was going well until one one morning, my my father uh, was died on in a car wreck uh, on the Southern State Parkway. Wow. And, wow. You know, from there things kind of just just spiraled downwards. You know, I never really got over his passing. You know, it was me, my mother, and my sister. We uh, kind of struggled to keep things going. Um, I was learning disabled, and by the time I was in middle school, I was flunking out. Mm -hmm. um, I was overweight. I was being bullied. And, uh, wow. But I, I was, I couldn't find a reason to get out of bed anymore, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah, I hear you. I, I didn't have hope uh, for a better tomorrow. You know, I was a complete loser, and how, how could I be anything else? <laughs> and um, that's when my mother um, really started to uh, to change the tide in my life. Okay. And uh, I always had insomnia. I could, I was stressed out and terrified mm -hmm. of the next day, and so was she. Yeah, and yeah. We would meet up at the uh, kitchen table, you know, around midnight every night, uh, and we'd just start chatting. And she saw my pain and like a mom, like, you know, any good mom, oh, you're beautiful. It's going to be okay. Right. But yeah. You don't believe yeah. Mom. Right. She's your crazy mom. And, you know, of course, <laughs> she has to say those, those things. Okay. Um, but then, you know, she, she took a different tack. She said, you know what? You're not the only person in this family who's had trouble. Um, you're not the only person who's had adversity. This isn't a unique situation for you, my son. And, okay. Uh, started getting taken aback about it. And she says, let me tell you about your, uh, your Ukrainian grandmother, uh, mm -hmm. my father's mother, my babcha. Right. And I, I only knew her. She, she actually died in the same crash as my father. So I never really got to know her. I only knew her who has the apple strudel lady. She oh. was uh, excellent. You know, as a chubby kid, you identify people by what pastry they bring to the house, right? Interesting. Uh, yeah. Donut guy and this, but, um, well, what did she do? That was so wonderful. And my mother said, well, she basically was a superhero. Okay. I said, hey, get out of here, superhero. She's going to throw apple strudel at the bad guy. And she says, well, mm. when she was your age, you know, she wasn't struggling with obesity. She was struggling with starvation. Oh, man. And, I, and you know, uh, I perked up and I said, well, what are you talking about? Well, she grew up in Ukraine. Uh -huh. um, which, of course, you know, was in the headlines constantly now for the wrong yeah. reasons. Yeah. And it was a time when Stalin was trying to break their will to resist, you know, right. another evil right. Russian dictator. Yeah. And the Ukrainians were very proud, as you can tell right now, they're very proud people. Yeah. And, Definitely. And in order to break their will, he enacted what was known as the Holodomor, or okay. Great Hunger. And that yeah. was the Ukrainian genocide. And millions of Ukrainians starved to death. <laughs> and her family was absolutely devastated. You know, the things they had to do to survive mm -hmm. were, were unimaginable. Uh, but this family got through this, this terror um, with a, 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 a steel belief that one day they would have a better day. Right, right. That they would yeah. stick together uh -huh. and support each other. And that they would survive, and maybe not them, but maybe their kids or, or grandchildren, me, yeah would, would, yeah, would have a nice life. And that's how they were going to beat Stalin. Okay. Was with this faith. And they survived it. They made it. And not all of them, oh, but, okay. you know, they got back on their feet and they started to rebuild. 
And at that same time, unfortunately, Hitler became master of Germany. And just when they were getting back on their feet, he uh, unleashed Operation Barbarossa, which was the invasion of the Soviet Union and the largest land battle in the history of the world. And my Bobch is on the front line. Hmm. And she's quickly overrun. Her family is captured or killed. She never sees another family member again. Okay. And she's made a slave. She's brought to a work camp and has to labor for the Nazis for the duration of the war. And as a child, I'm just about falling off the chair. You know, <laughs> couldn't imagine anything like this. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or having to deal with this. And when my Bobcha was just about to lose all hope, the old women from the camp came to her rescue, the babushkas, the women with the headscarves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they took her in and they protected her as best they could. Uh, they actually put a babushka on her because at this time she was a beautiful teenage girl. Okay. Which was not an asset in a slave camp. In those the, days, the yeah. Nazi guards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They actually smeared uh, animal, uh, horse manure on her. Oh, my goodness. To, to, as, to ward off any uh, unwanted advances. Right. And they, they didn't have to, and that's what I love about the story, they didn't have to take care of her. In fact, at points, they, they risked their lives doing so. Okay. But they did it because it was the right thing to do. Right. Right. They saw a person in need, and they were going to take care of her. And that's what they would want for, for their granddaughter. Right. Who might be in another camp. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And she got through with love. And <laughs> Wow. And she, she's going to meet her husband there. She's actually going to have uh, my father in the camp mm-hmm. just at the end of the imprisonment. And she's going to have an extraordinary, extraordinary life. Okay. Um, and by the time she she passes away, she made it to the United States, had a, a family, met four grandchildren, owned her own house, owned a business. Yeah. And by every measure was a success and okay. was beloved. And, and and that's how she got her, you know, revenge, so to say, by living a great life. Yeah. And yeah. by giving me um an opportunity to have a great life and love was the answer for for my babcha wow that's that's a a wonderful and intriguing story of your past and i'm glad that you're so in touch with it steve it tells a lot about your character and when you think back on those days and you remember the history and how powerful it is what are some of the things that you have learned that have built you and made you the kind of individual that you are today and you can share with people you know, the story, you know, kind of got me through some very hard times. Right. You know, when yeah. I was thinking about quitting or not being good enough, I'm like, well, if she could do that. Uh-huh. You know, it was just, it was an inspiration. And, you know, that's not to say my problems weren't real. Yeah. But, and the, the pain I was going through wasn't real. But it made me realize it was not insurmountable. Right. Wonderful. And, and and all you need is a chance. All you need is hope. And, uh, you know, that's what my mother gave to me on those uh, those lonely nights, you know, uh, sitting up there terrified. I love that, Steve. I love that. You mentioned love several times, and that is an important and key factor, a virtue that almost seems to be lacking in a large part of the world today. But how much of that and, and, and the other things that you have learned, are you able now to instill in your personal family and share those values with them 
How has that been for you? You know, it's it's uh, it's everything, right? You know, yeah. And a lot of the problems we have today mm -hmm. are directly because of a lack of love or an absence of love. There you go. And uh, the fear that grows out of it. It's uh, a fear that you're not good enough, mm -hmm. that you're not worthy. Maybe you're not worthy of being loved. Um, that you know, especially here, seeing in the United States, um, I imagine might be similar in other places where, you know, where yeah. you are. Yeah, uh, it's kind of an every man for himself mentality, uh -huh. and, and we're starting to see you know the fracturing of communities, um, where everybody thinks everybody's the enemy, and <laughs> you know, but we really have much more in common than we don't. That's and, right. And at the end That's of the right. day, we really want the same things. <laughs> um, yeah, we do. And, we do. And it's just you know this this book and the story you know. Uh, is hopefully going to be a reminder of uh -huh. that and try to a uh, way to bring folks together. All right, tell us a bit about the book. Um, I, I'm getting an idea of what inspired it now, but the name is really strange. It's quite unusual. And it also has this kind of, listen, you know what? I want to see what this guy is thinking. I want to see where he's coming from. I just want to read. That's what the name says of the book. It brings all that level of intrigue and interest. But what prompted you to come up with it? And how was the experience in putting it together so that it is now out for the public? Sure. You know, um, I was thinking about doing this for quite some time. But when we had the pandemic, that it really, yeah, yeah. you know, I had, I had some time. And, mm -hmm. But also, it really, I really had to try right. um, to do something to try to help bring folks together. Uh -huh. um, because with the pandemic, we, we also saw a tremendous adversity, right? You know, yes. and I saw my, uh, my family suffering with depression from being locked up and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the worry, especially in the beginning, we had no idea what this thing was. With COVID right. Was, was be. And then, uh, you know, on social media, the divisions and people who had been friends and family, you know, tearing each other to pieces, hmm. um, was was horrifying and so the the title of the book is all about overcoming adversity okay and the chat every we're all going to have challenges in life and, and right. i truly believe here we are here to learn mm -hmm. we are when we get challenges that's the whole game that's why we're here right um and to give people uh, an understanding that whatever hits you you have control of how you react to it Definitely. And you can't control what happens, but you control your reaction to it. That's and sometimes right. those challenges can be historic, like for my Bobcha, two yeah. evil dictators. <laughs> um, for me, yeah. my, my initial challenge was the Southern State Parkway. That's the road my father was driving on when he was killed. Okay. I hear, I understand now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it could be a, a drinking problem. It could be divorce. Yeah, could be losing your job, COVID nineteen. You know, it's and and many people feel that they have no control. Right. Why did this happen to me? Uh, and they feel a lack of love and support. Um, and, and that's why I wrote this. I, I wanted folks to realize you do have control. You know, you do have hope. And the story is full of the people like my Bobcha, like me overcame challenges and, and were successful and you look around there's there's so many other inspirational people out there yeah um, yeah and, and 
I've had folks read the book and they say, hey, my, my, my grandmother was great too. <laughs> my, my, my uncle did this or you know, my, my, yeah. my father did this to me. I go, absolutely. Yes. You know, those are the stories we need to tell. That's the, right. The everyday folk, mm -hmm. you know, who, who aren't the superheroes, right? Yeah. But, but, they, but they are. Yes. And we can be them. Um, it's hard work. It's not it always is. fun. It is. It is. But, it is. Um, you know, we, we, we can all get through this together. I like that, Stephen. Thanks for sharing. You have been very, very positive and endearing thus far. But tell me, you, you, have, you seem to have a double passion. I should say triple. One is family, two, football, three, teaching. How do you balance those together as an individual? I, I know you must have some system, some method in place, but how do you manage to have held on so long? 25 years is a long time. How did you manage? It's hard. It's one of the reasons why I've lost my hair. Wow. I'm kidding. But, I, uh, did, I did too, bro. <laughs> we, we go to the same barber. It looks beautiful. Um, wow. But it's, no, it just, I'm just having some fun. But, uh, Mm -hmm. No, it, it is challenging, but they all work together. Right, right. It's it's all the same thing. And, uh, you know, I got into education as a way of uh, paying back folks. You know, like I, I right. talked about my Bapcha story. Yeah. That's great. That's a great pep talk my mother gave me. But how do you actualize it? How do you actually okay. do anything? Yeah. And, and that's when she sent me to football. You know, she says, you got to go play play some sports. And it was on the field where I met my my coaches, but it, they weren't just teaching me how to win a game. They were teaching me how to be a man and how to be, mm -hmm. uh, have a successful life. Right. And their message was first and foremost family. Okay. Um, and we had a slogan on our team. I played out on Sable, Long Island. If anybody ever runs out there, it's a beautiful place. And the slogan was brothers forever. Okay. Um, that when you joined that team, it didn't matter if you were the, the best player, you know, going to go challenge Tom Brady Mm -hmm. or you were the worst bench guy, you know, and would spill the Gatorade. You know, you were <laughs> a family, and we we all had each other. And, and that just was such a beautiful experience. You know, I started off, I was the worst kid on the team, and then I built myself up and eventually played in college and and all that. But <clears throat> I, I was, it was just something that saved my life. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and it's not just, you know, football. I mean, football is wonderful, but it could be any other sport. Yeah. Uh, my daughter is, uh, wasn't an athlete. She did not enjoy competitive, but she was in the theater. Okay. Um, and watching, it was the same thing. <laughs> it's that family and you have to rely on each other. Right. And, and you right. can't win by yourself. Yes. It's teamwork. Um, and, and that's also, I think, that something that, that – confuses people everybody thinks well you have it's the self-made man i did it all myself uh-huh and you can't of course you have to ask for help that's right that's right and nobody made it by themselves you know the you know you get the help you accept as we like to say uh accept the coaching yeah yeah and um you know and then once you have an opportunity then then you give back Great, and, and try to pass back and pass, pay forward, so to say, those those great life lessons. Yeah, wonderful story, Steve. I, I like I like the attitude. I like the commitment. It's definitely inspiring. We have been listening to Steve Bowers, man who is a father, author, 
coach and also a speaker. And we're going to take a little break and we're going to come right back and continue with our very interesting guest, Steve Bowes. Stand by, folks. Don't go anywhere. We will be with you shortly. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes, we're inviting you to join our community for 2022. What's in store? Well, what we want is your feedback on our content and our guests, but more so on what you need to be inspired and transformed from your current condition to one of happiness, health, and prosperity. So drop us a line and reach out. Help us to better help you achieve your goals. So, people, inbox me at www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. That's www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. Or send me an email at lovebitsa at gmail.com. That's lovebitsa at gmail.com. We love hearing from you as we build our partnership in growth and development. And we look forward to your communicating. Help us to help you to live a better life in personal growth and development from Andy's personal development. We love you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you soon. Okay, folks, we are back live in the breakout room on Andy's personal development on the Love Bits A channel and our special guest, Steve Bowes. Steve, I'd like for you to share with us uh, what has been your most compelling experience in life. If there's one, just one, that you can pick out for the time that you have known yourself what would be the one that has the most telling effect on your life thus far? Oh my goodness. <clears throat> um, you know, it's, you know, one, one thing that um, really uh, has shaped me has been um, being a father right. and, um, you know, having this, this enormous responsibility okay um and it's 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 something that you know you you grow up and everything is about you right and yeah, uh yeah. you know you're you're the kind of center of your own universe and you know you look at most people's phones before they have to all the most of the pictures are, are of you right the selfie mm -hmm. right they yeah think about yeah, that concept yeah. uh you're standing in front of a famous something or other um but once you you have those children it, it's absolutely terrifying right um, because you don't know what you're doing nothing uh -huh. has prepared you for this i remember first time i fed my daughter i burped her and she threw up on my back and wow. i was walking around with it for wow. for hours before i realized you know what, was what that smell was yeah um but it's it's understanding uh, you know and some people you know lead their family okay. because it's so hard and it's so time you know you, you can't sleep you know and and all your resources but but you got to realize by doing it, you're contributing something greater than you could ever be by yourself. Okay. And, and by being a part of this family, yes, it feels like a massive sacrifice in time and energy. But ultimately, what you get back is, is just so much more than you could ever imagine. You know, if you were just on your own or or, or doing things, and, and there are ups and downs, and there's times you you doubt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
staying the course uh, is very and and a lot of the lessons I learned to be a, a great dad. I hope I'm mm -hmm. a great dad. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. My children, right? Uh, yes, yes, you know, yes. I, I feed them at least, uh, but um, <laughs> you know, we we I learned from from my coaches and from my teachers uh, about being. You know, we, the people say, well, you got to be selfless, but you know, by giving a piece of yourself, mm -hmm. you make yourself greater than you could ever imagine. Wow. You know, so, so that way it's yeah. not really a sacrifice, you know, you're, you're building something greater than you could ever be, but, but people don't always realize they don't ever get to that point Okay. because okay. it is so jarring and shocking. It's an earth shaking event. <laughs> um, but, um, being a dad has given me so much perspective. And seeing my wife, who is just a tremendous mother, um, you know, and how she behaves. And we don't always see eye to eye, of course. I, yeah. I'm always wrong, I think. <laughs> At least that's what I'm told. But, You're quite uh, humble. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's very rewarding. Okay, great. I like that. Thanks for sharing, Steve. I'm wondering, you, you seem to be so uh, powerfully taken up in the aspect of family and love, and that's a powerful foundation. But tell me something, if there's one person that you would have in the back of your mind that would be a mentor, that one person that you know you could go to who understands Steve, and when you reach out, they wouldn't, you know, just take what you're saying for granted, but they would give you something that you can hold on to, and they would help you to face reality and, and be the kind of mentor that helps you to stay balanced, the voice of reason, so to speak. Who would that person be for you, Steve? Um, you know, I've, I've had some great mentors. You know, mm -hmm. right right now, um, I just I talk to him all the time as my, my former football coach, Coach uh, Fred Mariani. Okay. Who was also an unbelievable family man. The sacrifices he made for his family. Right. Um, and his daughter are just unbelievable. Um, and, and he's just a tremendous role model. And, okay. Um, he taught us so much. And again, it was on the field, mm -hmm. but you can bring it right to the rest of your life. It's, it's yes. directly transferable. Okay. And yeah, I, I go to him. Uh, believe me, I, I still struggle. I still have bad days, you know, and I, I and you try to be a, a great family. You don't, it doesn't always work out as planned, right? Yes. You know, we, yes. we make mistakes, we stumble, we trip. And I, I just hope when I do, I'm wise enough to go get help. Right. And, and call on folks like Coach Coach Fred, who, uh, you know, can, can get you back on track, either with a hug or a kick in the butt. You know, and he he knows, and that's the the true art of of coaching or teaching is when to when to hug and when to, you know, push you a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, and that that's what it is. And I have current players. I have uh, players, former players, went on to be teachers and coaches, and I have that relationship with them still. You know, where they can call me up. Hey, coach, I'm struggling with with this problem in my life, and. You know they're grown men now, but we we still have that relationship. You know, and it's just yeah, it's nice Great. mentoring. Great. Um, the other person, you know, she's no longer with us is uh -huh. my mother. Right. Um, I get that. And uh, you know that's why I also wrote the book 
was, uh, you know, if I could bring one person back, you know, in these dark times mm -hmm. who could help, it would be my mother, Norma Boris. Okay. Um, just such a wise and loving person, you know, just sitting at the table with her, you know, she saved my life. <laughs> wow. Um, gotcha. And, you know, I think everybody could do, uh, you know, I think it would be very helpful. And I wrote the book as a conversation with her okay. in large part. So I think uh, hearing those conversations could, could really help some folks out. Yeah, your story is really touching and moving. I could hear the emotion there uh, mentioning your mom who's now passed on. But tell me something, Steve. You know, we all have, all of us have this big why. There is something that wakes us up in the morning and keeps us going through the day. And when we get back home at night and we look back at the things that we had done, we feel a little bit fulfilled. It may not have been the best day, but as long as we had the opportunity to do what we thought was best, you know, that gives us something to move on. What is your big why? What keeps you doing what you're doing now? Absolutely. You know, uh, anybody and finding your why is critical. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a great point you make there. Uh, you know, Nietzsche once said, "Anybody who has a why can bear any how." Uh -huh. And you know, you you you're going to have to go through some hard times, uh, most likely. Right. Uh, you know, if you want to accomplish goals, you know. But my why goes back to to Bapcha. Okay. You know the the hell she went through, mm -hmm. so I could have a nice life. Yeah, I'm on the hook. I owe her, and and if I don't, you know, be a good man. Are you still there? Did we freeze yeah. up again. Oh, there you are. Okay, good. I'm here. Okay, thank goodness. Um, you know, if I'm not a good man, uh, and and I stumble with that. Don't don't get me wrong. But uh, but if right. I'm not, if I stumble, I'm going to stumble forward. Right. Um, trying to be. Okay. Um, then Hitler and Stalin win. <laughs> yeah. I guess they were, they were, they were, both of them were genocidal. Maybe they were trying to wipe out my family from existence, not just kill, but erase from history. That's what genocide ultimately is, erase yeah. your culture. Yeah. yeah. And she wouldn't let that happen. And I'm proof of her love. Right. And so my why is I have to, you know, be a man of love and, and try to teach my, my, my own children. Mm -hmm. And try to share this with my wife, and then by extension, my my players and my and my students. Yeah, great. Um, you know, and it doesn't mean I have to invent something or get you know become president or you know. It's just about being a decent person. Yeah, yeah. or trying your best. And, and when you when you fail at that, fix it. That's right. I like that. I like yeah, that. That's the why. You know, it's yeah. Um, and that's the only way we're going to make the world a better place. Yeah. Is by all trying to be men and women of love and then having humility when we screw it up to, to own up and try to fix it. Thanks for sharing, Steve. That was quite moving. Uh, I understand your foundation and I understand and appreciate you more as a result. Tell me something. When you, when you look at uh, the many different phases that you have been through, with regards to the teaching and the coaching, what are some of the challenges that you face, particularly with the young people, uh, when, it, when it comes to making them understand what they need to do, how they need to do it as a coach? 
what are some of the challenges you face with, with especially the young men that you coach? Is, you know, getting them to understand that, you know, when, when we're hard on them, uh -huh. that it's out of love. Okay. Okay. You know, um, and, and trying to size up each individual and seeing, you know, what kind of buttons that need to be pushed. Okay. You know, um, because um, you can't, you know, get to be a great player or great anything without some honest feedback. Um, and yeah. sometimes that can bruise egos. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. people don't want to hear that, especially yeah. at a young age. You right. know, as a teenager, you know, you, you, of course, I wish I was a teenager. That's when I knew everything. Mm. And, uh, and I was perfect, right? Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's about finding a strategy to right. kind of break through. It's not, you can't have a cookie cutter approach. And like with my own son, you know, we have a great relationship. But sometimes when I try to coach him, mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't want to hear from dad. I hear you know, that. So, so <laughs> I, I, I got to find another coach. Yeah. Yeah who, yeah, who will say the same thing, but but he'll he'll accept it, right? <laughs> but again, it's 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 about finding a way to to win, right? And that that's the challenge because it's going to be different for for everybody and and for each situation. Exactly, great. I like that. Um, what about the book? Tell me a little bit about the book. Have you been able to do a tour? Is there the opportunity for you to speak a lot about the story? Uh, and, and the reasoning behind you writing the book and so on. How has that been for you? Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I've been, uh, haven't been on tour or anything like that. Uh -huh. uh, I've been doing many uh, conversations with folks like you. Right. Uh, I've been on many uh, dozen or so podcasts. I can't even count that high. I have to take off my shoes to count that high. But um, it's been amazing and, and doing on social media and uh, I'm starting to get some speaking engagements at, at uh, local high schools. And, and uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. And just meeting folks like yourself who, who have the same message and, yeah. and who have yeah. uh, the same beliefs, you yes. know, and like us, you know, we're, we're maybe some superficial differences aside from our haircut and two different places in the world. But, <laughs> but you know, I think we, we have the same values and, and love. I think, you know, it's the, right behind you. The sign says love, and that's what I've been talking about. And, you know, we have more in common than we don't. And what we have in common is, I think, what's what's really important. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. What is the future like for Steve Bowers? What do you see yourself doing? Uh, is there a specific plan? Maybe another book in the making? I don't know. But how do you see a future shaping up? What are some of the things you'd like to accomplish going forward? Yeah, I would love to uh, continue teaching and coaching. Right. And, and um, I, I really would like to uh, continue to, to work with folks like you and, and mm -hmm. do some public speaking and, and start visiting uh, high schools, you know, because it's great. I can reach X amount of kids, you know, right. in my own classroom. And, yeah. You know, but by getting the show on the road, so to say, and, and using mm -hmm. the book as a vehicle, um, we can help spread um, this message and just hope, hopefully get some people, give some people some hope. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, and I, the next book I'd like to write is, uh, about my children and their struggles, okay. you know, especially my daughter who, um, mm -hmm. both my kids are, have epilepsy. 
Okay. And uh, that's especially my, my daughter. She struggled all throughout high school and mm -hmm. and was bedridden for long stretches because of uh, wow. the medication and the side effects. Yeah, yeah. And, and she is an inspiration, you know, <laughs> and, and my son also has overcome some great difficulties as well. And, and you know, but their story's not done yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we have to see how they uh, they shake out. Come. Yeah. So I can start the first few chapters right now. Okay. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> interesting. You have been through a lot of stuff, Steve, and, and uh, I'm looking at some of the things that you have said on some of your podcast appearances. And one thing that sticks out to me is that good things happen or bad things happen to good people. But you have come through so many things and there are still things that are challenges that are taking place in your life. What are some of the things that you're going to say to people who are basically stuck in that timeline with that kind of mindset thinking that, oh my goodness, it's just bad and, and there's nothing good to come out of it. But your story says different. What are some of the things could you just say to them at this moment that would help them to be inspired to think differently or to at least come out of that place and see hope? Right. Um, I, I want folks to know that you're in control how you react yeah. to those terrible things. Yeah. And and it's the challenge. It's it's life. Right. That's why we're here is to see how you're going to respond. Mm -hmm. And if you hold on, if you have faith, if you have hope, the tide will turn. Yeah, I like that. Um, and it's and you have a, a, a choice to go find help. Yes. You know, wh whatever your problem is, there, there's folks out there who can help. Uh, but it's hard sometimes. Sometimes the folks are right under your nose. Hmm. Yeah. You don't want to see. And believe me, I, I screw this up all the time. Um, you know, I'm seem very calm and cool right now, but my goodness, uh, <laughs> you know, the challenges keep coming okay. and I've had some very dark days. I've had some terrible experiences, um, in the not too recent past. Right. Uh, and there have been times I've lost hope too, Okay. Um, but I go back to my babcha. Mm -hmm. I go back to other inspirational people who I've read about or who I met or all other family members who yeah. who have gotten through dark times right. and you can do it too yes and you know i also want to reassure people you know that we love you right that we're in this together yes and, and you gotta get yourself around good people who are gonna give you that love and very important very important and aren't going to be those negative ones who, who try to put you down powerful stuff steve I'm, I'm so glad that you decided to come on the show it has been very inspiring and motivational but so much more deeper than that because people need to understand that they need to take steps to transform what is happening in their lives and i'm glad that you have given them the opportunity to believe that they have the ability to do it that's what we're here for. And we're really thankful for you coming on on the show. I'm going to give you the screen now for a moment, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell folks how they can get in contact with you. If they need you to speak, if they want to get your book, if they want to join your Facebook page or whatever the case might be, it's all yours now just to tell them 
a little bit about how they can make contact with you for speaking, counseling, the book, as the case might be. It's all up to you now, Steve. All right. Oh, okay. No pressure. Um, you can reach me on uh, social media at Steve, S-T-E-V-E uh, dot B-O-R-Y-S at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to chat or if you, you want me to come out to you, speak to your organization or school, uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can reach me there as well. Uh, my book is out through Page Publishing, and you can find it on Amazon or on Barnes & Noble website. Hitler, How to Beat Stalin, Hitler, and the Southern State Parkway. Great. Thank you so much, Steve, for coming on the show. It has been a wonderful and compelling experience just having you speak about your story, your experience, your family, the coaching, the teaching, the book, um, your history. It's just been wonderful. Our guest live in the breakout room has been Steve Bowers, people. The show has come to an end, and we, we are sad to say that we have to leave you now. We'd love to continue, but we have to go. So remember, as you continue to join us, remember the three watchwords, health, happiness, and prosperity. And that is something that every single human being on this planet deserves. Steve, you have been an inspiration. We thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience with us. I'm sure that there are a lot of people whose life has been touched and inspired by the wonderful things that you have said. So until next time, we say Godspeed, Shalom, Namaste. Take care now. <laughs>